Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Well, hello there. It is July 6th. Hope you all had a great Independence Day. Um, Hope you didn't have to worry about any psychos out there. Or, you know, hope you didn't maim yourself in a home-based firework accident either. Um, Get a little wild on this day, don't we? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Anyway, uh, hope y'all are good. Hope y'all had a great holiday, if you celebrated, that is. Uh, I know not everyone does. Um, The other thing I was going to say is... I don't know. I'm talking out my ass now. Uh, How y'all doing? How are y'all doing, though? For real. I'm being serious. Like, like, talk to me. Talk to me here. I'm, I'm trying to talk to you guys. Can you hear me? I don't know if you can hear me. Any, any, any who, any who. Welcome to Nixter News. It's uh, it's that time of the year again. Uh, week, I should say. It's time of the week again. Uh, this isn't a yearly podcast. You guys wouldn't listen to me if this was yearly. That's for damn sure. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh! How sweet it is. Um, glad you guys are here. Welcome to the show this week. Uh, what, what are we at? Like 220? No, we're not at 220 yet. That'd be crazy, though, if we were. Uh, I know I'm rambling right now like a madman. Um, no, we got a lot to talk about today. Some good, some good. Oh, we're at 217. We're almost at 220. Uh, hey, share the show with your friends if you like it. Maybe they'll like it, too. Um, maybe if you don't like it, share it with someone who will. I, it's up to you. Uh, no major reviews this week. Uh, we should have Thor next week. Uh, I'm trying to see it this weekend. Um, other than that, why don't we just get right into the thick of it, though, shall we? Huh? How about that? Today is July 6th, like I said. I am Nick. This is episode 217 of Nick's Nerd News. Let's get to it, shall we? Um, how about this? The creator of Mon- Return to Monkey Island, yes, the uh, sequel to the beloved LucasArts game, uh, has s- decided to no longer share any news regarding the game online due to online abuse. What is it with gamers and just heckling and being assholes to people online? Huh? Wait, what? What's wrong with us gamers? Why, why do we do this to people? Uh, Ron Gilbert, director of Return of Monkey Island, says... Um, just a lot of hate and vitriol, especially because of its new art style, apparently. Uh, he said, quote, I'm shutting down comments. People are just being mean, and I'm having to delete personal attack comments. It's an amazing game, and everyone on the team is very proud of it. Play it or don't, it, but don't ruin it for everyone else. I won't be posting any more about the game... The joy of sharing has been driven from me. Pretty sad. Um, Like, really, people? You've been waiting for this game forever, and God forbid art style doesn't match 20 years later, and you're going to rip someone to shreds over it? 
what is what is wrong with people? I swear to God, everyone's just. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with people. I do not know. Uh, if you've been waiting to play Halo Infinite co-op with your buddies, uh, it begins. Uh, a beta begins July 11th, so Saturday. Uh, we'll run through the end of the month, and that way you can play online with your friends in the Halo Infinite campaign. Uh, if you get more than a like a couple hundred feet, I think they said from your your buddy, it, you, the farthest person will uh, be insta killed and respawn next to your partner because obviously there's limitations in how the game can run if uh, if you get too far from each other. So makes sense. Uh, they'll also be beta testing the ability to replay missions. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Sega has announced that they want to adapt their Atlas games into live-action TV and movies. Uh, that means, of course, the Persona games. And if, if anything, I think the Persona games would make the most sense. That that actually makes sense in, in adapting for live-action. Um, I, I don't know what other games they make. Um... Oh, they make Megami Tensei, Persona, um, oh yeah, oh, they would definitely, definitely, definitely be able to, like, adapt their games. They make a lot of games that I think would be the only thing that would, like, make the most sense. Um, that, the, those, those things would adapt well, especially Persona, um. Just make it a teen drama, duh. Perfect for the CW. Jeez. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I've never played them, so now that they're coming to Xbox, maybe I will. Um, wait, I have a PlayStation. I can get them. I'm, I'm, but they're coming to Game Pass, so I don't have to pay for them. That's different. Um, the Fire Emblem game, which was released... Uh, when did this come out? I don't remember, but... It uh, has made, Jesus Christ, uh, oh wow, the game released in 2017, didn't even realize that, um, it was the third mobile game Nintendo ever released, it's already made a billion dollars in those five years, more than any, any Nintendo mobile game, a billion dollars, um, it, it, they, Mario Kart Tour and Animal Crossing's Pocket Camp, those are the next two games in, in terms of, like, m money making for Nintendo on mobile. They've only earned $282 million. A billion dollars. Jesus Christ. Even Super Mario Run, which accounts for 50 per nearly 50% of Nintendo mobile game downloads, has only made, like, $87 million. And... They made $30 million in the first quarter of this year alone. Um, it's the most popular in Japan, where 50% of its money has been made. Uh, then the U.S. and then Canada. I can't believe a Fire Emblem game has made a billion dollars. And a mobile one. Jesus. That's wild. Um, jeez. Uh, EA released pre-alpha, like pre-pre-alpha gameplay of Skate 4, where it's literally pretty much just like polygons. Um, 
and it already looks better than some other more recent skate games. And they're looking for playtesters. They're looking for people to play the game early. Um, I know a lot of people have been waiting for this game, and I think a lot of people are going to be happy when it's finished. Um, but re reminder, don't comment on this on this gameplay vid too much. It's literally pre-pre-pre-alpha. Like, it's nowhere near being done. At all. Uh, the recent Fallout London mod uh, has been taking the mod world by storm for Fallout. Uh, and, and the gaming world, really. Uh, Bethesda is so impressed. They've been offering jobs to the team behind the mod. That's wild. It, it's rare, rare that you hear that a, a major studio recruits a, a modder into their ranks. It's rare. But this, this London mod apparently is like the size of a DLC or almost a full game. And it's, it's huge. It's a huge new map. It takes place in London. Um, I'm not a big Fallout guy, so I, I don't know all the particulars of this mod. Uh, but apparently it's enough that it impressed Bethesda themselves. Um, so a Nintendo fan recently bought enough shares in Nintendo to be included in their... Uh, shareholders meeting. He bought just the minimum amount. Um, and someone asked him about making like games to their popular franchises that have been dormant. And someone asked about making a new F-Zero game because I think it's been, been like almost 20 years. And uh, Nintendo president Shintaro Furukawa said, quote, in truth, it is difficult to fulfill all the requests re received for new titles remakes or sequels in Nintendo series. That said, we are grateful to our fans and their patience in these matters, unquote. Uh, they also said, quote, we always take a broad perspective looking at ways to make, uh, sorry, this is Shin, Shinya Takahashi, who is another executive, said, quote, we always take a broad perspective looking at ways to make new and remake titles enjoyable for as many people as possible. Previously, at the 79th Annual General Meeting of Shareholders, we were asked if we had any plans to meet, remake the Nest Detective Club series, and it so happened that we are planning a remake in that series. We cannot comment on plans regarding remakes of specific titles, but we are always considering various possibilities in our development efforts so that our customers can enjoy our games, unquote. Um, obviously, there's been no mention of F-Zero in any of those comments. Uh, I don't know how F-Zero would do in uh, a world today crowded with racers, especially with Mario Kart doing so well. They probably don't want to take away from that. Um, Sucker Punch has announced that uh, there are no current plans to revisit Infamous, Infamous or Sly Cooper. Uh, looks like they're all in on... Um, what do they make? Uh... What's that samurai game that I can't think of right now? Um, wow, I'm terrible right now. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. That's what they're making. Um, guess they're all in on that and it's sequels or potential new IP. Cuphead DLC was released last week. And it apparently has an equal amount of animation 
uh, as the whole f original f part of the main game. So the DLC is pretty much like a full-on sequel without being a sequel. Uh, that is Cuphead the Delicious Last Course, which is available now. Um, some people think that a Bungie mobile game may be on the way. Uh, Bungie mobile game. A <laughs> Destiny mobile game from Bungie. God, Nick can't talk today, can you? And it would be a first-person shooter. Um, apparently they've been working on it for more than a few years already. And this is from the Game Post. Uh, they've Bungie has partnered with NetEase, a Chinese company, to create the game. Um, I, I don't understand what this is about, but this has been floating around for rumors for, for almost a year now. Uh, Bungie has yet to say anything, um, but this is all per a LinkedIn post. I love how LinkedIn is the, the new source for game leaks nowadays. It's wild to me. Uh, Xbox has announced that as of October, Xbox 360 games will no longer be included in games with gold. Uh, they essentially have said that they've reached their limit. Um, let me get an exact quote from them. So this is their official statement. Quote, from October 1st, 2022, the monthly games provided to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and Xbox Live Gold members via Games with Gold will no longer include Xbox 360 titles. We have reached the limit of our ability to bring Xbox 360 games to the catalog. However, Games with Gold will continue to include exciting Xbox One titles and exclusive savings each month. This will not impact any Xbox 360 games that you downloaded before October 2022. Any Xbox 360 titles that you redeem via Games with Gold before that time are yours to keep on your Xbox account, regardless of whether you continue your subscription. Thank you for being a loyal member, Team Xbox. Unquote. So, uh, I don't know what this means, other than I think they're going to start phasing out Games with Gold as Game Pass gets bigger and bigger and bigger, obviously. Um... They've been giving out a lot of Xbox 360 games for a very long time, so it makes sense that they've quote-unquote hit their limit. I wouldn't be surprised if PlayStation Plus stops handing out PS4 games not long after this. Um, so yeah, it sucks, but you're not losing them if you've already redeemed them. If you haven't, then you're kind of SOL. But again, not every 360 game has been the greatest. Uh, that they've offered, at least. Uh, uh, Take-Two Interactive has announced the cover athlete for the special editions of NBA 2K23. And surprise, surprise, they're Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> I just, I think it's funny that Michael Jordan is back. Um, uh, so this isn't the regular cover of the game, uh, but he will be on the cover of the Michael Jordan edition and the champion ship edition uh, the game releases on september 9th uh, it's also bringing back completely uh, revamped from the ground up jordan challenges that are originally featured in um 2k uh, 2k 11 i i think i have that ver that game too uh, i loved the jordan challenges actually um so completely rebuilt uh it will have uh his normal challenges 
uh, as well as ones from the Olympics. So they're adding four more. Um, so there are going to be 15 Jordan challenges, all 10 from him, uh, all 10 of them from 2K11. Oh, so it's a five five more are new. Um, and then no nothing much has been announced on how the pricing structure or anything like that. Um, but the new championship edition will include one year of NBA League Pass, which gives you access to every televised NBA game. That, that's pretty cool. Um, but yes, it, NBA 2K23 will feature Jordan. No word yet on the regular cover athlete. This is just for the Jordan edition and the um, championship edition. Uh, and then I think... Uh, and then I think they have different athletes for the WNBA edition. I think I saw Dion, Diana Tarazi. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Diana Tarazi and Sue Bird are going to be the cover of the 2K23 WNBA edition of the game. Um, so that's cool. I'm probably just going to buy it just for Jordan. Uh, yes. Rockstar is apparently hard at work. On GTA 6, no surprise there. I mean, I think we've all kind of known that deep down. And they allegedly were working on remasters of both Red Dead Redemption and GTA 4 uh, in the same vein as the GTA Trilogy, remaster trilogy that recently released. That was broken. Um, apparently they shelved that due to the lack of interest over the trilogy just to make sure they, they were heavily focused on GTA 6, which, if you ask me, is the smart thing to do, because GTA 6, and you can get 4 and Red Dead Redemption online still, and they look better on newer consoles, so they don't really need a remaster for those. Uh, Ubisoft has announced that they will hold a multi-game showcase in September. I think that coincides with the Assassin's Creed anniversary event. Um, so to look out for that, at least 15 games are going to be shown off. Uh, and then also announced, Skull and Bones will have some kind of announcement show or event or something this month. I don't know if the game's coming out this month, but they're going to be doing some kind of showcase on Skull and Bones. Yes, it does exist. Yes, it's finally real uh, later this month. Uh, we've also learned that the UK government, the United Kingdom government, uh, is also looking into the Xbox Activision merger, just to make sure everything's hunky-dory. The UK government's Competition and Markets Authority division will be looking into it. Um, Microsoft has said they will fully cooperate uh, with the uh, deep dive, if you call it, want to call it. Um, and, uh, per CNBC, the, what is called the CMA has, uh, stated that, uh, quote, the investigation will consider whether the deal could harm competition and lead to worse outcomes for consumers. For example, through higher prices, lower quality, or reduced choice, unquote. Uh, this authority will spend the next two weeks doing their investigation, um, what the heck? I uh, uh, Several complaints have already been made in the U.S. We already know the U.S. Justice Department, some senators, the city of New York. Um, but they should make an announcement sometime in September. 
Um, now, we don't know what's going on yet, but uh, Microsoft said, quote, we fully cooperate with the CMA's merger review. We expect and think it's appropriate for regulators to take a close look at this acquisition. We have been clear about how we plan to run our gaming business and why we believe the deal will benefit gamers, developers, and the industry. We're committed to answering questions from regulators and ultimately believe a thorough review will help the deal close with broad confidence. And that will be positive for competition. We remain confident the deal will close in fiscal year 2023 as initially anticipated. Unquote. Um, again, competition in this sense is hard because there will still be number three on the gaming list. Uh, or at least in the top three, they won't be number one. Uh, gaming industry is so large, it's, it's hard to stifle um, innovation and, and competition. Obviously, they have more money that they can market better, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're killing competition. They're still out there. People are still making indie games. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a complicated situation. I don't think it will be blocked, but who knows? Who knows? Um... Square Enix today, in a strange bit of timing, announced that their new game, Forspoken, has been delayed. Um, they put out the strangest of statements, if you ask me, and I'm not the only person to think this. Imran Khan, who was the uh, former editor, senior editor at, at uh, Game Informer, uh, he said, quote, What does this mean? I understand why Square Enix is emphasizing that the game isn't a mess that needs more time. But the explanation makes it sound like Sony suggested they get out of the way, unquote. Um, here is the official statement from Square Enix and uh, Luminous Productions. Uh, they put on their official Twitter and Instagram and things like this. It says, quote, As a result of ongoing discussions with key partners, we've made the strategic decision to move the launch date of Forspoken to January 24th, 2023. All game elements are now complete and development is in its final polishing phase. We would like to thank you for your continued support and patience on this journey. Your excitement for the game inspires us every day, and we cannot wait to share more for, with, about Forspoken with you later this summer. Unquote. This reads as a giant, hey, we have a new game coming out that I'm going to talk about in just a second. You better get the fuck out the way. <laughs> Don't want no competition. Now... I don't know about you, but that is definitely uh, a, you want this game on our platform, you better get out of the way of our game. That's stifling competition, if you ask me. And that competition just happens to be God of War Ragnarok, which was announced today to be releasing on November 9th. I don't know why I'm talking like that. Yes, November 9th, God of War Ragnarok will release. Uh, all editions of the game have been announced, um, which includes several expensive editions that don't have their prices revealed just yet. Uh, the first of which is the Collector's Edition, which includes a printed voucher code for the full God of War Ragnarok game. Uh, no physical copy of the game, uh, but it comes with a steelbook display case. Why do they do this? They did this with with uh, uh, Horizon Forbidden West as well. Two-inch Vanier uh, Twins carvings um, of the Holdra Brothers. Uh, dwarven dice set. 
a 16-inch Mjolnir replica, Mjolnir being, of course, the Hammer of Thor, if it's anything like the quality of the Tremor Tusk that came with the whatever edition, uh, the Regala edition of of uh, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, I'm going to be a little upset because it's really cheap plastic for that price. Um, a Kratos Darkdale armor, digital code. Atreus Darkdale attire, digital code. Darkdale blades handles for the Blades of Chaos. So it looks like you get the Blades of Chaos from the beginning of the game. Uh, Darkdale axe grip for the Leviathan axe. Official God of War Ragnarok digital soundtrack. Dark Horse mini digital art book. Avatar set and a PlayStation 4 theme. Uh, as well as like a display box that they're calling like an altar. Um, there's also the Ragnarok Yontar collector's edition. Uh, of course the Yontar being the um, uh, the Frost Giants, right? Uh, so the Yontar edition, um, still no price. So same things, but this time it comes with a 7-inch vinyl record with music by Bear McCreary for the game, the Falcon, Bear, and Wolf pin set, the legendary Dropner ring, a ring from Norse mythology, uh, comes in a red cloth bag, Brock's dice set with a metallic silver finish, uh, a Yggdrasil cloth map of uh, showing all the nine realms within the branches and roots of Yggdrasil, a steelbook display case, same one, um, same digital codes. Uh, you get the Dark Horse Digital Art Book Mini, but this time it's digital. Uh, so, oh, so is the one in the regular. Never mind. Um, they also have the Launch Edition. Um, that's if you just pre-order the game. And instead of getting the Darkdale armor, you get, uh, the Kratos' Risen, Risen Snow armor and Atreus's Risen Snow tunic. Um, Atreus's clothes are purely cosmetic. Kratos's armor obviously has buffs. Uh, then they also have the Digital Deluxe Edition, which you get the full game. The Darkdale armor and attire, uh, and as well as the blade handles and axe grip. You get the digital soundtrack, art book, avatar set, and PlayStation 4 theme. Uh, it did show off a, uh, cinematic trailer. I don't like talking about cinematic trailers because they don't always represent what the final game is. But yes, God of War Ragnarok releases November 9th, 2022 in four months. Um, Fall Guys has hit 50 million players after going free-to-play, which is pretty friggin' wild. I need to play this game, that's for damn sure. Um, and then uh, our final bite of gaming news today. Uh, a couple, like a week or two ago... EA pissed off the world, as per usual, uh, with an asinine tweet that uh, said, they're a 10, but they only like playing single-player games, unquote. Uh, this was a, a week ago Thursday. Obviously, people were like, uh, the fuck, EA? What's wrong with single-player games? You've literally been making single-player games that people love for a while. Uh, of course, the internet did not like it. Um, they, they destroyed them on it. Uh, EA then followed up with a quote on a tweet saying, quote, roast well-deserved. We'll take this L because playing single player games actually makes them an 11. Yeah. You didn't help yourself there. Um, 
That's so funny. But uh, per USA Today, this tweet did not go over well internally with EA as well either. Um, I guess EA Studios publicly ridiculed the tweet. Uh, multiple social media managers reportedly declined uh, to be involved because I guess EA wanted them to do that. Um, EA employees saying that roasting the company would only magnify EA's poor reputation among gamers, unquote. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> EA's main social media account is not managed by the company's social or communication teams. Oh, it's run by an outside company and outside the game industry. Oh, you morons. What are you doing? Um, per USA Today, a source said, quote, they're all new and most of them, to my knowledge, aren't really game industry people. The person who posted that tweet didn't know and wasn't supported properly to ensure something like this didn't happen, unquote. Eee, so they didn't really approve that tweet. Oh, that's not good. That is not good at all. Oh, my God, EA, wake the fuck up. Um, I guess a lot of executives within EA are pissed off. They've been hosting roundtables. Um, most of EA Studios working on single-player games viewed it as an insult to them. <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. Get your shit together, EA. Jesus Christ. Uh, that's it for gaming this week. Let's uh, let's move on to TV. How about that Stranger Things finale, huh? R.I.P. Eddie, man. Rip. Eddie was literally one of my favorite characters in this new season, and it sucks that he's gone. Spoilers. Um, it sucks that Eddie's gone. But Vecna is still out there. The gang is all back together. And I think season five is going to be pretty fucking epic. If and whenever it comes out. Uh, it's been... Conf uh, before I move on to that... Um, Stranger Things is also the first English English language show on Netflix to hit a billion hours streamed. A billion hours? A billion hours? How does that even work? That means a billion people at least watched one hour of Stranger Things. Now, I don't think that's the case. But a billion hours? A billion hours? Jesus Christ, man. Uh, and then spinoffs may come, but the Duffer Brothers want to hand it off but be tangentially involved. They won't do handle the day-to-day, -day, but they'll be there in the background because it's their baby. Uh, they also announced a new studio within Netflix called The Upside Down Pictures. Uh, it's under the Netflix banner. And uh, they announced a new Death Note live-action series. Yes, Death Note is being adapted into live-action again. Didn't they learn the last time? Apparently not. Uh, moving over to Disney+. Plus. It has been confirmed that the Cassian Andor show Andor will be two seasons. Uh, the first season, consisting of 12 episodes, will take place over one year. And the second season, also consisting of 12 episodes, will take place over four years with three episodes per year. Uh, and I don't mean that timeline, time-wise. Like, it's not going to come out over four years. What I mean is... Three episodes will cover one year, three episodes will cover the next year, and so on and so on. Um, I don't know when season two drops, though. Uh, and then it was announced today, with news, more news coming at Comic-Con later in the month, that the National Treasure Show on Disney Plus will be called 
edge of history with only Justin Bartha returning from the films. Uh, that's it for TV news. Like I said, not a whole lot. Um, Miss Marvel season finale is next week. We'll talk about that. Um, what's new on Netflix this month? Just some highlights. Uh, Big Daddy, Catch Me If You Can, Goodfellas, Mean Girls, Old School, Police Academy, the original, Semi-Pro. Mom, I threw up. Uh, One Piece is getting new episodes, the new Resident Evil show. And then Bill Burr has a new comedy special coming later this month on Netflix. Uh, And then on HBO Max, we have the unrated version of Sin City, uh, both Godzilla 98 and 2014, Last Night in Soho, Lord of War, uh, Spy Kids 1 through 3, The Heat, which is a great Melissa McCarthy movie with Sandra Bullock, the extended edition, Uh, Mad Max Fury Road, and then on July 12th, the Bob's Burgers movie is being added to HBO Max. Uh, That's it for streaming. Let's talk about movies, shall we? Uh, Disney Cruises recently launched the Wish uh, ship. I think we're calling it that. I think that's or it hasn't officially launched yet, but it's been going on like preview cruises before its maiden voyage. Uh, the Disney Wish Cruise Line, um, and they have a new Marvel-themed dining experience called Avengers Quantum Encounter. Uh, Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly reprise their roles as Ant-Man and the Wasp, respectively. And uh, in a video, Ant-Man says, quote, Before we start, let me address the elephant in the room. I've heard a lot of chatter out there asking why I didn't shrink down, go in, and kill Thanos in a really creative way. First of all, gross. Secondly, it's much more complicated than that, and allow me to explain. Um... Yes, he's referring to going up Thanos' ass as the whole internet wanted him to do before Endgame came out. Is it canon? I don't know. (laughs) But uh, that is hilarious. And I bet you this is from the Ant-Man podcast that is uh, hinted at in Ms. Marvel all the time. (laughs) Oh God, the gestures he makes in the video are hilarious as well. Uh, meanwhile, on the same cruise line, you can get a $5,000 cocktail inspired by Star Wars. It costs as much as the two-night hotel, and it's a drink. Yes, you heard me correctly. A $5,000 cocktail. Uh, the Hyperspace Lounge, which is a Star Wars-themed bar, uh, is serving, quote, rarest and most valuable, quote, unquote, cocktail from the Star Wars galaxy. Um, it comes in a Cantono, um, which is, Jesus Christ, um, what is this? The panels fall open, granting recipient access to the contents of the container. Uh, you get three shot shot glasses, so it's three drinks, technically. Um, it is called the Caliber Crystal on the Hyperspace Lounge menu. Um, ingredients aren't listed. I don't understand why it would cost that much money. Uh, fan bite and thinks that either Remy Martin Louis the Thirteenth cognac, um, which can cost between three thousand and four thousand dollars a bottle, or other high quality alcohol, are in the drink. Um, granted, when it comes to shots, those are a lot more expensive than what the bottles actually cost. Um, 
hopefully it's not just like bottom shelf or regular top shelf alcohol being overcharged. Um, they do have regular price drinks as well, including the Spire Sunset, which is Saigon Bagger, Comquat, Lychee, and Coconut. Um, you can take home a glass with the purchase of any cocktail for an additional $12. That's uh, expensive. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Taika, uh, of course, is technically hard at work on his Star Wars movie, even though he doesn't know if it will ever be made, even though they've announced that it's the next movie on set for release. It is expected next December, which I still don't think is going to happen. Uh, per an interview with the New York Times, Taika said, quote, I'm trying to write the Star Wars idea at the moment. I've got to see how that goes, because once I submit it, that might determine wh when it gets made or if it gets made even, unquote. Um, and I guess um, in the same interview, Taika was talking about uh, how Natalie Portman was there. Uh, oh, no, sorry. This is an interview with Rolling Stone. Um, he said, quote, Natalie said to me, what do you do next? He explained. And I said, I'm trying to work on a Star Wars thing. Have you ever wanted to be in a Star Wars movie? She said, I've been in a Star Wars movies. I forgot about those ones, unquote. Um, <laughs> Taika Waititi forgot that Natalie Portman was in three Star Wars movies and was a major character. In those movies. That's funny. That's That dude is just the most regular dude making movies ever. And that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Lena Headey. Uh, of course most famous and known for playing Cersei in Game of Thrones. Was actually supposed to be in Thor 4. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder I should say. And uh, her, her scenes were cut, um, but now she's being sued over it. Uh, per Variety, uh, UK agency Troika, who used to represent her, uh, is seeking a $1.5 million uh, settlement or repayment, um, which includes around five hundred grand. Um, which is about 7% of her fee for her earnings on Thor 4, but she wasn't in the final cut of the movie, so I don't know how they can sue for that. Um, she left there... She wasn't represented by them... She was represented represented by them up until 2020, um, and that's when they rebranded as YMU, but she owes them a hefty commission. She says she never signed a contact with contract with them um or well at least they weren't involved with her negotiations regarding thor love and thunder um i guess taika reached out personally um they're seeking the five hundred thousand plus three hundred thousand for her role on nine bullets and six hundred fifty thousand for her role on uh cancel show rita but uh, she disputed all these claims and commission fees, saying that this agency has already been paid. So, nor were they her sole agent. And they didn't lead in all negotiations because she signed with CAA in the U.S. Um, 
She's the only actor to have received to have scenes removed during post-production. Um, and uh, oh, that's cool. Peter Dinklage and Jeff Goldblum were supposed to be in the movie too, but those got deleted. Those scenes were uh, deleted as well. Um, that sucks. Wish we could have seen those. Uh, hopefully those get released. Uh, anyway, Minions is set to be on track to be one of the biggest movies for the 4th of July. I don't think it was, though. Um, but everyone's wearing a suit to the movie, I guess. Um, I don't know why. And I guess Universal was pushing for this as well. Um, but a lot of people are pissed about it and say, don't do it because those people are making a mess and throwing bananas. Um... I don't, I don't understand. So apparently it's a, quote, tickets to X, a meme. But uh, that's so strange. I don't, uh, this is a Gen Z thing, I guess, children. Why would you wear a suit and tie to fucking minions? That's weird. It's fucking weird, man. Like, what? I, that doesn't, gentlemen minions? I don't get it, man. That that's just it's weird. I I uh the meme world and the real world's crossing over. I I uh and it's all children. I I uh I don't know, man. Gentle minions. People are people have lost their mind, especially when it comes to minions. Um, Taron Egerton really wants to play Wolverine. He's allegedly met with Marvel already. No word on if he's actually gotten the part. We'll see what happens with the mutants as, uh, Marvel really has full control over the, uh, over mutants now, especially now that, uh, a version of Professor X was in Multiverse of Madness. Uh, James Cameron was being interviewed recently. And he's, uh, this is with Empire Magazine, and uh, honestly, he has a point. I'm not going to lie, he has a point. He says, quote, The trolls will have it that nobody gives a shit and they can't remember the characters' names or one damn thing that happened in the movie. And then they see the movie again and go, oh, okay, excuse me, let me just shut the fuck up right now. So I'm not worried about that, unquote, when people rewatch. Uh, he also went on to say about how it's a long film. The sequel, The Way of Water, is going to be about two and two hours, 42 minutes. Um, and the third one might be longer. But he says, quote, I don't want anybody whining about length when they sit and binge watch for eight hours. I can almost write this part of the review, the agonizingly long three-hour movie. It's like, give me a fucking break. I've watched my kids sit and do five one-hour episodes in a row. Here's the big social paradigm shift that has to happen. It's okay to gut up and go pee, unquote. Um... Yeah, you can get up and go pee during a movie. It's okay. There's literally an app called Run Pee that tells you when to go piss. Um, <laughs> he's not wrong, though. People bitch and moan about... I'm not kidding. I know people that have bitch and moan about the length of a movie, but then they'll sit and watch a football game, and I get it. There's commercial breaks and shit. Or they'll watch, like, uh, several episodes of a show for several hours. I understand you can pause it and get up and blah, 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 blah. But, like, you're still sitting there for an extended period of time watching one thing, okay? A three-hour movie is not that bad, 
And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of times where you can get up and go take a piss real quick. If you got to go take a shit during a movie, that's different and that's on you. Okay? Get that done before the movie starts. I, I, I've never had that happen to me. I don't know how many people that happens to. But last time I checked, you're not out there taking a piss for more than three minutes. That's excessive even. So, uh... I think it's okay to just go up and take a piss. And he's not wrong, right? A three-hour movie is not that out of the world of, of, of reality, okay? This isn't the, the 70s where it's like, oh, God, it will kill our chances. Like, I was watching the, the offer, and I guess Paramount was really concerned about releasing a three-hour movie. Um, and then our final bit of movie news today is some of my happiest movie news to share. The Clerks 3 trailer dropped today. Yes, Clerks 3. Yes, Randall and Dante are definitely too old for this shit. Um, it's super meta, though, too. It's essentially about Randall making a movie about him and Dante working at the quick stop. Um, and... Uh, uh, <laughs> I think it's funny. Um... Because, obviously, it's that's Kevin Smith in a nutshell, just being super meta. But also, I just, uh, I love the Viewersk universe. And I'm happy Ben Affleck is back to play something, probably one of his characters. I'm happy that Rosario Dawson is back from Clerks 2. Um, I just, I am very, very excited for Clerks 3. I'm happy that it's finally coming. And, uh, I can't wait. I cannot wait for Clerks 3. It comes out in September. Luckily, it's just a couple months away. Um, I'm ecstatic. I am very ecstatic. And, uh, with that, that's it for this week's episode of Nixner News. Guys, thank you for stopping by. Um, as always, check out nixnernews.com where you can listen to the show right in your browser. Or, if you prefer, you can listen to us on the go. Uh, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Amazon Music, we are on iHeartRadio, we're on all those major places. Check us out, share, subscribe, listen, on the go, uh, do whatever you guys want, whatever, whatever is easiest for you. Uh, other than that, thank you guys, and uh, I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>